Well, hello and welcome to episode number 57 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the Old Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Old Fire. At Old Fire, we specialise in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. So on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about the challenges of language and colloquialisms in virtual teams. So some of the things that can really go wrong when you start to when you start to have um, specialist languages and uh, terms and so forth. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the Old Fire website. So please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, sign up for our regular newsletter. Find out about how we may be able to help you with your business. language and colloquialisms, weird little turns of phrase, specialist business expressions and technical language. They are things that we all take for granted. They are part of they're part of our identity when we're at work and they can become part of our identity when we're outside of work as well. We all have our own little idiosyncrasies and turns of phrase, things that we things that we say often without even realizing what we're saying. We'll pick them up from our parents, we'll pick them up from our children, from our friends, things from favourite films and books. We'll pick them up, though, largely we'll also pick them up a lot from our work colleagues. And there'll be terms which which will make a lot of sense and will be very valid, either within a an industry or a subset of an industry, or they'll be particularly valid in a location. So they may be local uh, phrases and terms that people use just just where they're based and where they live that they'll they'll say some of these things and um, and after a while they become part of the normal language. However, they can also become as well as being a, a, a shortcut and a shorthand and an easy way for people to say things. They can also become a problem because not everybody grew up in the same place as you. Not everybody speaks the same basic first language as you do. Not everybody even will come from the same technical background, even though they may work in the same industry as you, and they may even work in the same discipline within that industry. Their technical background and where their language has evolved will be different if they're in another country, if they're in another city, if they come from a different um, socioeconomic or cultural background, or if they just come from a completely different country altogether. Their language and their expectations of language, how they understand words and how they use words, will be different to how you will understand and use those words. Now, most of the time, those differences will be benign. There'll be expressions which one person will say and they'll get a quizzical look from the other person or someone will ask them to clarify it or they'll go away and they won't have understood it. Sometimes it can be, uh, it can cause problems and sometimes it can be quite amusing and there's a, there's a little anecdote that I've included in the, um, in, the, in, the, in the article on the website around this one which is a story I heard relayed to me many years ago now from, 
from a negotiation team who travelled out from the UK to um, an Asian country to negotiate a contract. And when they'd met with the client's senior representative one morning, they'd said to 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 this gentleman, you're looking a little grumpy today. Now, in the English vernacular and in the area where these guys had travelled from, that just meant that he looked a bit tired and he looked a bit like he was having a bad day. However, the term grumpy, when the when the client looked it up in his dictionary, it referred to a small, bad-tempered dwarf. So basically, it referred to one of the seven dwarves from um, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the Disney movie. This guy was immediately enormously offended, slammed his book down, and stormed out of the meeting. And it took them several days to restore the relationship that they'd built up to at that point. So one little phrase one little term like that led to all sorts of issues and challenges and problems that that this project then had to overcome so that they could get back onto a, onto an even keel and they could continue the negotiations now as time went by and people got to know each other a bit better they would go back and they would refer back to this little incident and they would they would all laugh at it and they'd all be amused but at the time when it happened it was a huge challenge for them all um, and again, as the relationship built up between the client and the contractor, if things like this had gone, gone had occurred again, they would have sat around and they would have asked for clarity and they would have asked someone to explain it and, and people would have been sort of explaining why they'd used the terms they'd used and everybody would have been learning and everybody would have been quite happy. But in that instant, when they didn't know each other, and this was in the early 80s when this occurred, when, when people were still not that um, experienced at travelling around the world and, and having cross-cultural negotiations, and there was a lot less known about the differences between cultures, certainly in the, in the common uh, media and in the common um, accessible material that people would be exposed to. In those days, this was a huge challenge for them, and it was a challenge that they had to learn how to overcome by themselves. Now, as time's gone by, as we as a society have become more aware of these issues, the general advice these days is to be very careful in terms of the language that you use to try and remove colloquialisms, to remove um, buzzwords, to remove industry-specific terms unless everybody understands them completely and where you have to use them to make sure that they're explained and to make sure that they are unambiguous, to make sure that there is only one real meaning for many of these terms, rather than to use a term which could have five or six or seven or eight different meanings, and which then has to be carefully explained specifically each time it occurs. So it's very important that that when you are in cross-linguistic events when you're talking to people whose native language is a different language to your own that you are very very careful in terms of the the choice of wording that you use and how you use those words and if you're not sure then to start out a conversation by saying look I'm not entirely sure how to explain this but and then explain it and then work backwards and forwards with the other party until you both have a common and well-developed understanding of the terminology and the words and the use of those words in the context in which you are talking. So it, it can be fairly easy to overcome. It can be very easy to, to work around. The challenge is when you forget 
The challenges are when you are not aware of these issues and the challenges then are to try and make people aware, to make all parties aware and to move forward in a way where people don't get offended. They may just have a bit of a laugh, they may just have a bit of a smile, they may be a bit confused from time to time, but that's the worst that they would experience. They wouldn't get upset and certainly you don't want to get to the point where negotiations would break down where potential projects and potential business relationships would simply collapse simply because of a poor choice of words. So it's very important therefore that you are that you think before you speak and you think before you act. So if you're on the receiving end of one of these terms that don't just assume that it's being said with malicious intent to assume that it's being said in a in an unconsidered but not harmful intended way and uh, and then when you when you get to the point where you can reach that level of understanding you can just ask for clarifications and sort of say oh look yeah you said I looked a little grumpy today what do you mean by that rather than ah this is what grumpy is therefore I'm going to be offended so the the buzzword the the key term would be to assume the best of intentions on the part of everybody in these discussions and work from there rather than to assume that there is an intended slight and to be looking for these problems. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's quite a brief one today. Uh, if you have, then please do check us out at our website, which is www.ulfire.com.au. And of course, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast feed. There's a page on the website specifically to help you find the different platforms that podcasts are available on. While you are on the website, of course, we'd also love for you to sign up to our regular newsletter. The newsletter comes out once a fortnight and has links to the latest articles and some articles off the web. And I very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Thank you. Thank you.